Hey, all you undead heads, welcome to our podcast. I'm Jason. And I'm Karen. And this is The Walking Dead Cast, episode nine. Hey. It feels like we haven't done one in a while. It does, but you know what? We actually have. I know. <laughs> it's weird. Why is that? I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, there's lots of stuff going on. And um, it just felt felt longer between the shows for yeah. some reason. Yeah. Uh, so today we have uh, we might have a long show today. Um, we might have a long one long enough to split into two. I'm not sure, but we'll see. There's um, a, lot, a lot of stuff for The Walking Dead lately. Yep. And we've got um, our poster contest is over. It was the deadline was last Friday, and we had more entries, so we'll pick a winner today. Wouldn't that be the undeadline? <laughs> <laughs> what? What was it? The undead line got it. <laughs> Slowly sinking into my brain. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a bunch of news about the TV show. Um, there was a lot of news, and I, it was hard to decide what to mention. But um, there was one guy who did a series of uh, interviews with people who played zombies on the show. <gasps> they looked really good, but I didn't want to just read them all. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys where to go uh, find those if you want. Post the link. We watched Dawn of the Dead. You watched Dawn of the Dead, right? I watched Dawn of the Dead. Me too. I watched it last night. Yeah, David and I saw it on Monday night. And I think we both had dreams about zombies mm. after that. <laughs> had he seen it before? No. Oh, good. Yeah. Cool. Um, this is the 2004 version, by the way, directed by Zack Snyder. Yep. Um, then we'll do our This Week in Zombies and then Deadcast Top 5. This week it's Top 5 Things That We'll Do After the Coming Zombie Apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> it's not if there's one, it's when there's one. Yeah, you must be prepared. Right. And then we'll have our uh, listener moans, groans, and grunts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so okay, so for the po- poster contest I got, I narrowed it down to two entries and... Um, I couldn't decide, and so Karen hasn't heard these. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna be the deciding factor Did here, and you're gonna see why it's hard. Why I couldn't decide when you hear both of Did these. Did either one send us money? Uh, nobody sent us money. Okay. <laughs> well then, much it's much all more digital. <laughs> PayPal though. <laughs> nice. Brains at walkingdeadcast.com. <laughs> okay, here's number one. You ready? Hey, Jason and Karen, this is Todd from Des Moines, Iowa. Just wanted to tell you that I love the podcast. Um, I guess I'll do my entry for the zombie sound. See, I love how I did it. Like, here's my take is at first I was like, ah, pretty good. And then it keeps on going. And you're like, all right. Stopping? (laughs) No, he's still going. There's a bit more. I'll I'll just play the rest of his message because it's kind of sweet. Here we go. I just wondered also if you guys have ever read the 28 Days Later comic. Um, It's actually pretty good. Um, My email is. Oh, oh, I wasn't supposed to play that part. <laughs> MSM.com. Uh, thanks for the show. 
Love you guys. Aww. Take it easy. Bye. Love you. He too, gets points man. there, huh? Yeah, it's awesome. No, <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. And we haven't read, at least I haven't read, uh, 28 days, weeks later, days later, um, comic. Date. I think he said days. No, I haven't either. Yeah. So, now cool. I have to. Hi, yeah. Jinx Comics. Will Glenn. Woohoo. The only other zombie comic I've ever really looked at, I think, had a picture of a zombie uh, doing something nasty to a cow on the front. <laughs> and it that seems so stupid to me. A little off-putting. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Well, zombies don't do that. No. To cows. Come on. Come on. <laughs> but it was by this artist that I really liked, so <laughs> I checked it out. Uh, does Buffy the Vampire Slayer count as a zombie comic? Not really. really. I mean, well, there's... I, you know, I'm, I've never really watched much Buffy, but... It's vampires, right? And demons. It's vampires. It's demons. It's a, a lot. The whole pantheon of um, ghouls. but no, Zombies? No uh, zombies. No, I'm thinking there's probably no zombies. If anyone knows of any zombies in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, let me know. Okay. But yeah, I like the Buffy comic. <laughs> oh, you did? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard that's really good. Yeah, I mean, I think Joss Whedon writes a lot of them, so <sighs> they got to be good. Love Joss Whedon. Okay, here we are. This is uh, entry number two. So, Jason, this is Kenny Johnson and my daughter, Avonlea, who's four, and we practiced our zombie sound. I think we have by midnight tonight. So we're going to try it again, just in case you didn't hear it. Are you ready? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Hey, bye-bye. Bye. Oh, <laughs> See why it's hard? Oh. Brought in the kid factor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is the cutest thing I've ever heard. All right. The Who's kid, the winner? The guy and his daughter. <laughs> no question, huh? Yeah. Oh, oh I'm, man. I am so, uh, Sorry, Todd from soup. Des Moines. Oh, Todd, we love you. You're <laughs> wonderful. We love you, love you, love you. But, oh. That is great. The zombie daughter, a father, it was cute, and, huh? and his kid bonding over zombie sounds. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. I hope. Yeah. I wonder if she's actually going to watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to watch zombies of a different sort on Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> nice cuddly ones. <laughs> All right, Kenny, Telling you're the to- winner. Um, uh, I'll get in touch with you later and find out where to send that and um you know todd i thought yours was pretty damn good so um I, maybe you'll get some kind of consolation prize or something like yeah, that yeah we'll throw something at you todd <laughs> <laughs> but thanks uh, to everybody who sent those in that that was pretty awesome it was. I liked it. <laughs> we love zombie sounds <laughs> <laughs> all right now we've got uh the latest info about the show um first off uh found out that iTunes will be uh, Walking Dead will be available on iTunes and if it's like Mad Men it should be available really quickly like midnight that night or um, maybe the next morning is that it's you have to pay for the show yeah for you gotta pay for it yeah yeah you can pay uh yeah like a, a season pass or a season pass mm-hmm. or you can buy per show which costs more but people who don't have cable that's one way you can watch it huh or you can go to your friend's house yeah, that's what I'm going to do. 
Is it Doug? Doug, probably. Doug. Or yeah. Chad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug or Chad. Okay, next item, there's going to be a series of novels uh, written about The Walking Dead. Not really? about The Walking Dead. It's Walking Dead novels. Huh. Yeah. So, Robert, I'll just read from this article by uh, Nellie Andreva at Deadline.com. Robert Kirkman's best-selling comic series, The Walking Dead, which already migrated to TV with the upcoming AMC series, will now spawn a trilogy of original novels to be published by Thomas Dunn Books, an imprint of St. Martin's Press, starting in 2011. The books will be conceptualized and outlined by Kirkman before being developed by horror novelist Jay Bonansinga, who wrote Perfect Victim. The book's plots will take place in the universe or context established by Kirkman's comic series, which is currently in its 77th issue and has sold approximately 3 million copies worldwide. AMC's The Walking Dead premieres October 31st. Huh. That's interesting. I might read one. Yeah. Just to see. And it'd be interesting to see if he captures uh, Kirkman's style and, mm-hmm. and takes it in a different direction or keeps with the with the storyline or if he if it reveals more about the characters yeah yeah is this and is this one of those fan things where you can just sort of go off on your own little tangent yeah i don't know cool (laughs) um i could see those being really bad but hopefully they'll be good yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) um amc put up a bunch of great videos since the last time we had an episode did you see any of those none of them i kind of waited for you because i wanted to i wanted to see them with you. okay cool um all of them have a lot of talking so i think it'll be interesting for uh people listening here first one is uh four minutes long it's called it's about survival the walking dead is very much it's an emotional, like heart-wrenching drama about human characters that have everyday problems. The zombies are the frosting on the cake. The main meal are these characters that we get tremendously invested in. That's what I loved about what Kirkman did, and that's what we're pursuing uh, doing as a television show. One of the first things he said to me was, uh, the thing I like about your comic is that it's not about the zombies. That's kind of a hitting the nail on the head kind of situation. He knows that it's a zombie thing, and there are zombies in it, and, and everybody loves zombies, but, you know, it's really about the character. I don't want to watch it. You know about the deer people, right? Yeah, I saw a lot of that. Out on the loading dock, even tossed down the stairwell. Not the ones they put down. The walkers. This is not your run-of-the-mill zombie movie. This is Glenn, this who looks exactly is about like people. Glenn. It's a real psychological exploration, and it's a, a human struggle. It's a show about survivors and surviving, <laughs> and how to hold on to humanity in the middle of this apocalyptic world. We ought to warn people away from the city. From my character's perspective, it's a story of the adaptation to trying to sustain a family in what amounts to pre-industrial revolution conditions. It's definitely horrifying. It's, it's definitely unbelievably scary, and I think it's going to scare people. But everything is anchored in, in reality and what, what's going on between these people. We are surviving here. We are day to day. Anyone who gives it a chance will fall in love with the characters right away and really become invested in their well-being. Yes, I can hear you. You're, you're coming through over. And and yes, you're going to see zombies get their 
brains blown out, but more so than that, it's really a story about love and humanity and community. My main goal with The Walking Dead was just to show how bad people become good and good people become bad and how living in a world like this twists and turns things around. Come on. Human beings have to start making decisions. That's one thing I liked about um, Dawn of the Dead, which I probably should say, but how the security guard dude was a real jerk at first and then he kind of redeems became himself. yeah he redeemed yeah. himself later yeah he did yeah so anyway based on survival and a lot of times they themselves become monsters slowly but surely it's dawning on all of us that the rules of society have gone completely out the window it puts you in this amped up desperate state at all times it really makes you think, what would I do? How would I respond when a loved one became a zombie? Would I be able to kill them? Would I want to just give up? I think because this is a morality tale about the human condition and what happens to people under adverse circumstances, in many ways, The Walking Dead could apply to us in terms of how many of us are going to survive, how many of us still have our humanity. See, she's dead? still talking are... about it as if the zombie apocalypse is actually going to happen, too. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> How many of us are going to survive? <laughs> Not if, when. When. Are we the walking dead? It's something that I think appeals to a, a wide audience just because it basically deals with everyone's fear of death. There's a you know physical manifestation of that in zombies, so death is chasing them around at all times, much like death is chasing us around in real life, metaphorically. There's no more, mm, I feel like Ty tonight. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no more, I want to get my nails done. And I think it's a story of how they adapt to that. What I think horror fans will like in regards to something that they've never seen before is horror within people. I think Frank is investigating the human condition and what happens in, inside of people. All that veneer that we live on, that surface life that we have, what's underneath it? What'll happen to you if you don't have your usual props and supports? What happens if Atlanta is a wasteland? How do we survive? Little girls. It's a horror thing, so people that like horror will like this. Hey, hello? And it's also not a horror thing. So people that don't like horror will still like this. I think it's gonna completely flip people's minds because they're, it's gonna be like they're in one kind of movie, then all of a sudden another movie comes right after them. I can't imagine the fans not being over the moon thrilled. I think they're gonna love it. <laughs> We're certainly giving all that we can. I think that there are a lot of firsts in this show. I think that this is going to be a very, uh, very unique viewing experience that uh, that hopefully people will enjoy for uh, years and years and decades to come. <laughs> <laughs> a little wink there. <laughs> I I like playing these because um, they, if you watch them like we are right now, it's kind of spoilery. But hearing the people talk about it isn't as much. It's more just an interesting interview about the show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not giving anything away. So if you want to get a little bit more spoiled, you should go on the website, the AMC site, and watch it yourself. But I do want to hear from uh, listeners whether or not you like that we play these kinds of things. And mostly I want to hear that you like it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to hear the truth. 
Um, so we got two more. Uh, this one is called From Comic Book to TV. I think comics and television are kind of two mediums that go hand in hand with the kind of stories that they try to tell. Because comic books try to tell long form continuing stories and it's very much a long term exploration of character, which is what television shows are. You were saying on the news some kind of virus. Things got crazy. Man, you won't believe the panic. Frank apparently picked up the comic book in House of Secrets in Burbank, California. I grabbed The Walking Dead and, and said, oh good, this, is, this looks interesting. I was immediately drawn to it because it's zombies right up my alley. I'm the guy who has sought out this, this kind of material because I love it. Terrible. Took it home and uh, read it straight through that, that, that very night. And by the following day, I was calling my agent saying, can we try to get the rights to this? Can we look into this? Because I think this could be a very, very good show for television. We got in touch with Kirkman and his representation and, and, and we made a deal. And you know, that was what, five years ago? Wow. Things wow. take a while in Hollywood. At a certain point, Gail and I partnered up as producers. When I found out that Frank had been developing The Walking Dead, I contacted him about the possibility of taking it to AMC. Good. I felt I was close to tapping like out on trying to get this thing seen or set up. She came along and said, hey, why don't we... This is Gail and Heard. She, um, I guess, was a producer on Terminator and Aliens. So she's been into this high-profile genre stuff. She's wearing a t-shirt with a Canadian flag. She looks like a mom. Yeah. <laughs> Partner up. I've got a few ideas. This is great. Fantastic. The first place she took it to was AMC, and they said yes like that. <laughs> Thanks to Kirkman, we actually have a good long-range path to follow. We will diverge from that path and gather other cool ideas into it as we go, but we'll always be following that path. They may not seem like much one at a time. But in a group, all hungry. Man, you watch your ass. I've never been involved in a job that I was more aware that there was a very, very strong fan base and great loyalty to um, to this gra graphic novel. I think the fans are going to be absolutely thrilled with what they're getting. The show is completely and utterly The Walking Dead. It's not The Walking Dead light. It's not a different version of The Walking Dead. It's exactly what you get out of the comic book, but it's so different that you can enjoy them both separately. We are so lucky to have this thing Charlie. You know, come to fruition. <laughs> Yay, that's our Charlie. Yeah. And cut! I honestly could not be happier with the way things have turned out. If, if Jesus came down and said, from now on, you can fly, I think that's the only thing that, uh, you know, that, 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 would, uh, that would top this year. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 this is better! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, all you fans, with this rock. <laughs> I can fly! <laughs> that's great. <laughs> If Jesus came down. Right. That would be better. <laughs> they they had two more vid videos. I'm just going to play one. One was kind of a focus on Rick, the main character, and this is a focus on Shane. Um, it's a little, a little tiny bit spoilery, so um, 
I thought it was interesting because we know if you've read the comic, you know, uh, Shane's character arc. And given that it's, it's kind of fun to hear how the actor talks about it. Um, but if you don't want to hear this, just skip ahead to the next, uh, section where we talk about Dawn of the Dead. I'll make sure and put a chapter in for that. So here it goes. If you don't want to hear anything at all, spoiler, just skip to that next section. Shane Walsh. I'm just tired like a ratchet figure. When I read this script, I really responded to, to Shane. I think that Shane, first and foremost, is a, is a friend. Do you express your thoughts? Do you share your feelings, that kind of stuff? Shane has extreme loyalty to Rick. He's Rick's best friend. He's Rick's right-hand man, and he he needs Rick. His relationship to Rick, I just it, it mirrors a lot in my own life. My best friends in the world are the people I grew up with, and I would be you know nowhere uh, without them. They're part of you know every decision I make. He's hurt. You get that ambulance down here. You tell him it's an officer down. You do it now. Okay. And this thing about loyalty and being a good friend and, and sort of needing your friend. You still you hear me? I really responded to that. Shane's biggest fear is this fear of loneliness, and Shane's becoming more and more and more alone here. I'll go. Give me a vehicle. Nobody goes anywhere alone, you know that. To a large extent, I think that Rick's family is Shane's family, and whatever's going on between these characters when the zombies come out, you have one desire and one desire only, and that is to survive and to save the people that you love. Hey, 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 hey. Go ahead, take your seat, bud. You all right? Go on. You all right? And Shane needs to keep Lori and Carl alive. I'm not putting you in danger, okay? I'm not doing it for anything. Part of the heightened Did situation. Did you notice of- there how Shane, when he approached the little kid, he kind of held back a little bit? No, I didn't. Here, I want to show you. I thought that was a little good little piece desire, of One thing. desire only, and that is to survive and to save the people that you love. Hey, 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 hey. Go ahead, take your seat, bud. You all right? Go on. You all right? And Shane needs... <laughs> kind of awkwardness between the two. I'm not in danger, okay? I'm not doing it for anything. Part of the heightened situation of this, you know, zombie apocalypse is I think it makes everybody sort of act out in desperation at, at, at certain times. How could you keep a level head in, in this world? I may have uh, failed to amuse with my sermon, but I did try. I really want to do the writing justice, you know, and I've never been on a job where I wanted to do good as much as this job. It's not that this is rare, it's like completely unique, you know, like this experience. I want to be a part of this forever. The Walking Dead yes, series so. premiere. Yeah. That's that. Those look good. Yeah, they look good. Shane. <laughs> I, I love my best friend. Blah, blah, blah. I just leave in the hospital in a coma. Listen. What do you think? Do you think, uh, have you ever been in a play or anything like that? I have. Did you play someone who did bad things? No, it was Helen Keller's. Uh, sorry, not Helen Keller. It was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it was. Um, uh, what's her name? Um, oh, please tell me you'll edit this out. <laughs> uh, what's her name? I don't know. You got to give me Amster- more to go on than that. <laughs> Amsterdam. Um, Anne Frank. It was Anne Frank's oh, sister. It was really, evil. really good. <laughs> <laughs> evil. <laughs> I ended up eating Anne Frank. <laughs> Anne Frank and zombies. 
<laughs> okay, let's move on. Um, they uh, they posted some zombie rules uh, on the AMC Twitter. It's kind of cool. I purposely left this part after the Shane thing because it's also kind of spoilery. So if you made it this far, but you you don't want to hear more spoilers. I think this is maybe even a little bit more spoilery, but these are nine zombie rules that uh, apply to the Robert Kirkman zombie go universe. Ahead, go ahead and skip ahead, but just know that you're not going to know the rules. <laughs> and you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> zombie rule number one, ability to run is based on the amount of time a zombie has been undead and how much decay has set in. Excellent. I noticed in, uh, in Dawn of the Dead that in the beginning, they didn't have that much decay. Did you notice that? Yes, and they're speedy. Oh, yeah, they're hella really, speedy. Really, really speedy. Yeah. But not here. Um, and I think even when they say run here, they're they're not talking about Dawn of the Dead sprinting. They're just, like, shambling at a faster pace. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like my zombies shambling. Mm-hmm. Number two, zombies decay, but at a much slower rate than humans. <laughs> and it, we decay faster. That's depressing. Faster than zombies. <laughs> and it's still possible to differentiate between young and old zombies. You mean zombies that have been around longer or people who I become think so. zombies when they're old versus when they become I don't young? know. It's not clear, huh? In Dawn of the Dead, there is a zombie baby. Yeah, and it would take that baby a hundred years to reach a twenty-year-old zombie. <laughs> they shouldn't have. Why did they have to kill that zombie baby? They could have just kept it around. <laughs> it was cute. It was weird. <laughs> Number three, zombies are like lions. If they've eaten, you can walk by them without fear, but a pack of hungry zombies will attack you. Huh? Is it, I mean, are, can can we de- uh, determine that these are Robert Kirkman esque? rules or did i don't know um i think they've i don't know i don't know but i know that all of these uh they do make sense with the comic book story so far it's like this yeah um or either that or it it just hasn't like i don't know if i've ever seen them walk by uh docile ones actually i think they have yeah when they're slathered with zombie goo (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah that's for sure the quick number four the quickest speed of any zombie is a shambling run huh. see night of the living dead no sprinters exist i think my fastest speed is a shambling run <laughs> <laughs> so the fastest zombie you would still beat me would tie in you in a race <laughs> i'd probably win in a marathon but a zombie might be able to beat me in a 10k depends <laughs> On whether See, they get distracted by by Well, you'd be at the starting line. <laughs> yes. And they'd say, go! And the zombie would immediately turn towards you. And you <laughs> <laughs> I would go, and the zombie would be right behind me, chasing me the whole way. <laughs> I think you'd be faster than normal. <laughs> I can picture that. <laughs> All I have to be is slightly faster than shambling. How about, you? what time do you run every day? About six. Six. Yeah. That's early. But tomorrow I'll dress like a zombie and I'll chase you the whole time. Nice. That'd be pretty fun, actually. (laughs) (laughs) And you have to act really scared. Ah! Ah! (laughs) I'd probably get shot (laughs) or something. (laughs) That'd be funny. Uh, All right. We can make it more real. Like, I'll have something that I'm actually going to do to you if I catch you. Like a cattle prod. Well, like I'll have some peanut butter that I'm going to smear in your hair or something. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a wedgie, give you whatever. A wedgie, yeah. <laughs> okay, where was I? Number four? six. No, you're right. I just did number four. Number five, zombies are not dexterous. They cannot pick up or use any items more complex than a rock or a stick. Mm. Uh, I guess they can use rocks and sticks. <laughs> number six zombies have poor eyesight but they do have a strong sense of smell hence hence the way to rub zombie guts all over yourself exactly and blend right in zombie rule number seven zombies cannot speak but but can communicate by pack mentality the herd tends to move together if they sight food that's kind of cool i think yeah because they're all they're all kind of in a haze, and then (laughs) something gets their attention and they all like go Look over in that direction. Uh. <laughs> Much like teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Number eight. There are no overt recognition of people or places, but there is a sense of familiarity that can dictate where a zombie moves. Huh. Which is kind of like Dawn of the Dead. At least in the first one, they said uh, they all went to the mall because that's just what they were used to. They said it in the second oh, one, Oh, they too. did? I didn't mm-hmm. catch that. Yeah. They said, uh, somebody said, why are they coming here? And she said, force a habit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. People go to the mall. <laughs> they want to buy They're something hungry. nice. Food court. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, zombie rule number nine. There's no cause... Of, there's no known cause of the zombie mutation, but it's suspected to be a virus or infection. Yep. Um, yep, that's typical. Yep. And it's typical also that they don't actually say the word zombie. Mm-hmm. Like that's in, true. in Dawn of the Dead, they didn't. We'll see if they do, ones. yeah, in this one. Um, I'm kind of, I, I, I thought this was fun to read, but I also don't want them to spell it. I don't know. There's something that I don't like about them spelling it all out like that. You want the rules up front? Yeah, I want to see how they're discovered. Have a little mystery? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you. well, I just ruined it for everybody. <laughs> <Isn't> that nice? <laughs> hey, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I told them to go ahead. They didn't want to see spoilers. Oh, you know, I did I did um, have a little piece of one of those zombie interviews. Uh, uh, it's from Kevin Skinner from DailyBlam.com. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, you're only 10. Oh, he's talking to the little girl zombie. Uh, remember? Yeah. Yeah. And he says, you're only 10 years old. So it looks like you'll have a great career if everything works uh-huh. out. What kinds of movies do you want to make as you grow older? Do you want to keep doing horror films? Oh, wait, that's not right. I'm sorry. Uh, here, uh, I'll skip that. He says, tell me what it was like playing a zombie and having a gun pointed at you by Andrew Lincoln. He mentioned that he had a hard time with that scene and that everyone was very nice to you during the filming of it. Did Andrew say anything to you before or after the scene? And she says, well, actually, yes, he did. We were inside the air conditioning and he said something like, let's become friends before I shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't really remember his exact words, but he was really nice and made me feel more at ease. Also, after he shot me, (laughs) also, after I had all my makeup taken off and went back to the set, he said something about knowing, knowing I was a pretty girl under all that makeup. Oh, I really liked that. Playing a zombie wasn't as hard as I thought it would be. I had actually been a zombie before on another film, but not with a full makeup and the padding for my fall. I wasn't scared of the gun. I knew it was empty because a crew member showed it to me before we did the scene. That's so sad. It's like poor kids getting well, wait a second. for life. Poor kid. This is her second zombie movie. Look <laughs> here's, at her. Here's her all zombied up. Oh, reaching for her kitty bear. 
she is this a cute is a little kid. angel. Look at her. That's her headshot. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Wow. And by the way, second zombie movie. She has done so much more than, than we, we have. ever have <laughs> or will. <laughs> She's 10. <laughs> cute. Yeah. So we're going to move on. Uh, last week we said that we were going to watch uh, Dawn of the Dead. So I hope some of you guys did too or that you've already seen it. Uh, we're going to talk about that now. And um, I watched it last night. Yep. Again, I hadn't seen it since it first came out in, in 04. Really? Mm-hmm. Did you see it in the movie theater the first time? Yeah, I saw it in the movie theater. Then I saw it once. One, I did see it one more time after that, I think. But anyway, yeah. I saw. Do you it remember the, liking it? I remember liking it quite a lot, but... I liked it a lot more when I saw it this time, yeah. even more. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know. I there was something I, I was thinking about it today. At that at that point, Romero was being still hailed as as a legend, and he still is. But he's come out with some crappy sequels since then, mm-hmm. and he's kind of the whole thing about the social commentary that he does is a little bit played out. And at that time it wasn't. And so I was kind of down on this movie for not doing as much overt social commentary. But now I kind of think that it's played out. So when I watched it, I was like, oh, it didn't need that. It was just so, so great and so well done. And also Zack Snyder directed it and he was, I think that was his first movie. But since then he's done 300 and um, Watchmen. Mm-hmm. So I noticed because his style in Watchmen is so deliberate and and controlling, you know, but he was criticized for that uh, a bit. Um, every scene you can tell is is perfectly staged and it's almost too much. But in this movie, I thought it was just right. I, I, I really um, noticed his camera work was perfect for raising the tension, you know, yeah. and following people's yeah. movements close up. So you can't see what's going on around them, even though you want to and yep. stuff like that. Anyways, yeah. I, I, I just, I really, really liked it a lot more than I did before. I liked it a lot. You did? Yeah. Yeah, I really, really I was wondering did. if you would actually like it. Yeah. David, David and I both really enjoyed it. Cool. Very much. Yeah. Um, yeah. We liked, we liked the fast zombies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although I, I do like mine lurching. <laughs> um, did you think... Did you already know they were going to be fast nope. before you saw it? Oh, okay. Nope. So when you first saw, noticed that, were you like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, her husband seems to be staying with her as she's driving away yeah. at top speed. <laughs> Almost going to catch her. Yeah. And at the last second, he gets distracted by like somebody in a yard who he's going to go. <laughs> he's like, easier prey. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. 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 I loved it. I loved it. I love that. Um, yeah. There, I just, um, it, it was kept our attention from begin to end and uh it was uh incredibly uh, uh, hopefully we're not i mean we can talk about how it ends yeah i i think um again this is for people who have seen it so if you don't want to be spoiled on this on on dawn of the dead um 
Why don't we wait to talk about how it ends until okay. the end okay. of this? So we won't tell how it ends and, until the very end of this talk, and then we'll tell you right before we do, so you can skip ahead. Right. So, so up until then, there'll just be spoilers about uh, like the first half or so, right? Because um, I do want to talk about the ending. New weapon um, that I didn't even think of before: a vehicle. The truck. Oh yeah. You reverse the truck and you take out four zombies real quick. <laughs> it trucks and and vehicles are awesome weapons. Just I saying. love that whole. Uh, I guess it was a gas tank or yeah. something. Yeah, like a propane tank. Yeah. And yet you blow you throw it out and, and shoot it. Yeah. And the kaboom v- v- view from above of them all. Yes. Getting blown away. Yeah. Exactly. <sighs> exactly. Love that. <laughs> Um, and a croquet mallet, and while we're on weapons, uh, croquet mallet yeah. being used as not just a club but a spear. And your chainsaw was oh, used to good yeah. effect. Except, don't give an old, uh, fragile old man a chainsaw in a rickety truck that, <laughs> that lurches around. You're asking for trouble. Just saying. And if you have a chainsaw and you accidentally fall on someone and start cutting them. Pull it away. Don't just finish the job. <laughs> oh, I seem to be. <laughs> oh well, her. you're probably gonna die anyway. Yeah, I might as just well just go all the way through. <laughs> uh, let's see. I uh, I liked how he kind of, he Zack Snyder. He knows that we already know about zombie movies, so he kind of played with it at the beginning. Like you see the ambulance driver's feet sticking out of the car but it turns out he's okay right right exactly but then it didn't take too much time for all hell to break loose it was within like the first five minutes and i love how he like it'll be a certain tone and really grave and then something really grave happens and then all of a sudden there's this like chipper music yeah like the elevator scenes were awesome yeah yeah yeah. and the music would come on when they were in the elevator he knows how to um shift from because it can be very depressing mm-hmm. to shift from heavy or grave things to funny things or poignant things. They had that little montage of how they survived uh, for a couple of days in the mall and what they did. And different people did different things. Yes, that was yeah, awesome. I really, really like that. I love the whole thing about the guy in the um, in the gun store across the way. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of broke my heart. <laughs> I like the one guy who wear he's like trying on women's pantyhose. Yeah, and shoes <laughs> and things. Yeah, and best line in my opinion when uh, when they asked uh, when he asks, "Is everyone dead?" I was just gonna and, say that, ah! and he replies, "Dead-ish." <laughs> awesome. Yeah, and it was even better because you knew that the. Ving Rames guy, he he really wanted to know because I guess his brother or somebody was yeah. there, and this guy Steve, who's played by uh, Ty Burrell from Modern Family, who was just being a smartass. Yeah, <laughs> dead ish. <laughs> Apparently, like, <laughs> Ty Burrell came up with that line in the read through. Nice. That's what the director's comment. He's brilliant. Said. Is he? Oh yeah! If you watch the show Modern Family, you should watch it. Yeah. It's it. I loved it. It just came out last year and it won a bunch of Emmys, including best comedy yeah i've heard good things about yeah, it yeah it's really great and his character in the show is um has some similarities to his character in this movie although he's kind of it's weird because he's kind of a um wimp in the show but he i don't know you have to see it but i, I want to hear what you think about it if you decide to watch okay, it i'll see it i forgot matt frewer was in this movie Who? max hedrum oh 
<laughs> oh, he's the dad who dies. Yeah. Who who slowly transforms from normal looking guy to creepy zombie. Yeah. Very yeah, good job great. of making him look creepy. Yeah. It was And terrific. so sad and everything. Yeah. I the, was. Go ahead. The woman who died slightly before him, the big lady. Yeah, it was a dude. Oh, yeah. That was ridiculous. Yeah, that was a dude. Oh, it was. It was. I'm like, this is one of those scenes where it's obviously really ridiculous, but yeah. they put it in so you'll think that the people are stupid. Or, you know, in every yeah. horror movie, you're like, come on, she's already a zombie. Right, right. But they seem kind of not to notice right. <laughs> and then uh, be surprised. She's not doing well. The infection is spreading quickly. <laughs> she's already moaning. She's a and, zombie. Yeah. But it was good anyway. I liked it. She looked great. Mm-hmm. Or he. <laughs> yeah. Mm, big fat lady. <laughs> uh, let's see. I I liked how, um, yeah, right after they shot her father, uh, you know, they had to shoot him. Mm-hmm. They shifted right into the whole, like, playing chess with the guy on the other roof and trying on all the clothes and stuff like that. Yep. And then, then they went from that to the where they're all sitting around talking about what they used to do and what they were good at. And they asked the main guy, and he said he was good at being a dad. Yes, oh, very sad. <laughs> very sad. Yeah, yeah that's good. And the ba- the whole baby thing. Oh my god! If you've ever wondered what would happen if a pregnant lady gets bit and becomes a zombie, does her baby become a zombie? Well, that's answered in this movie. Yeah, I I didn't want to know the answer to that. <laughs> I thought it was. I, I remember when I first saw this too. I don't know. Maybe it's something about. You did not want to know what the baby was going to. Yeah, I just didn't want to see that. I mean, I, I guess it's good that it was in there, but to me, it feels so wrong that that a baby becomes a zombie. Yeah, I guess it didn't bother me as much this time, but it still bothered me. And I mean, that's. Just, I feel like that's just a personal thing to me. Like, yeah, it, for some reason, it got to me a little yeah. bit. Like, oh, I don't want to see that. But, yeah, I mean. I didn't think it was. It shouldn't be in the movie. It just you should totally have kept the babies around. <laughs> they could have just put it in a little crib and, like, you know, just watch what happened. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't agree. Because <laughs> it would have just like been like looking at them and going rah rah yeah right forever right. <laughs> but then you realize that probably I guess it must have looked like that the whole time the guy was holding it. Yeah. After. Yeah. He kind of went it's nuts a, a little bit. It's a girl zombie. <laughs> the two things that I, um, well, okay. So I mentioned this before. I liked how the guard that was kind of a jerk at first totally redeemed himself. He, he try, was trying to control mm-hmm. the situation and keep everybody at gunpoint. But then later on, he just went with the flow and, and then he actually went back to save people when they were in trouble and yeah, stuff oh like yeah. that. Ended up being a good guy. Yeah. He was great. And, um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about the ending now. So yeah. if you don't want to hear that, uh, cover your ears go and say, to the la, next la, part la. for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the two things I, I, I kind of didn't love were the, um, the whole baby thing. It just bothered me too much. And, um, and the ending, I mean, I thought it was shot well. It was a great idea, but it was, it was a bummer because you get attached to the characters and you yeah. want at least one of them to survive after yeah. you're rooting for them the whole time. And I guess we didn't actually see them die, but it's pretty clear that the whole island is overrun with zombies and they're, they're screwed. Infested. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're pretty screwed. If you, do, if you walked out right when the movie ended... 
you might not have as bleak a picture, but uh, if you stayed through the credits, you could <clears> see. <throat> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh, they're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so I read that uh, they didn't have that, uh, and it, it before it just ended as they were floating away on the boat uh-huh. and the test audiences didn't like it so they added really? that part yeah they wanted it more bleak <clears throat> i think they wanted something more definitive maybe i don't oh, know but yeah huh yeah. or at least just to see a little bit of what happened when they got to the Could island the island know. had been like this really nice shangri-la yeah i'm like oh island living that could work oh yeah. no not when there's they could have got there and people would be like Hey everybody! Um, and then be like, "There's zombies on the mainland." What? What? Oh my god! Here, have a pina colada. Have a mai tai. <laughs> you get great massages here. <laughs> the end. <laughs> You're just in time for the pillow fight. Have <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else to say about nope, it? What did David it. think? Uh, he really, really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That's all, it. All, I, well, those are pretty much his. I don't have. They're all his comments. You don't have any of your own ideas. <laughs> right on. Okay, next week it's Jason and David. <laughs> Actually, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. That's true. And Karen. I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> all right. Okay. Let, so we're gonna um, take a little break. We'll be right back. special guest a good friend of mine and also my aunt vicky hi there hi vicky <laughs> so vicky's got a uh, dead cast out five uh, all prepped and ready and so we're all gonna do that together but first we've got this week in zombies which is the zombie news breaking out all over the world karen <laughs> plague-like breaking out all over the world it was a uh, slow week for news in Lake Zombie Town. <laughs> uh, I've got two two stories, but they're good ones. Uh, so, first one comes from a site called Mania.com, and it's really funny. I recommend um, I recommend you look it up. It was delightful. It was a delightful. It's um, <laughs> nine facts about zombies and. I'm only going to read you the first little part. Uh, if you like what you hear, go to the site and read the rest. It's great. Uh, it's by this guy named Joe Esterly, and it's uh, the what's what of zombie knowledge. He says, it wasn't that long ago that racial stereotypes were an acceptable staple of Hollywood films. African-Americans, Irish, Chinese, Japanese, Italians, Mexicans, and many other ethnic groups have had to fight against the way they've been portrayed on film. We have progressed as a people over the years, and yet, despite our collective evolution, one group, until very recently, still received a cliched handling from the media. This group, of course, the zombies. Luckily enough, uh, luckily through such films as 28 Days Later and uh, the upcoming AMC TV series based on the graphic novel The Walking Dead, 
Zombies have been given the ability to prove that they're not a, all a bunch of dim-witted, brain-eating automatons. Only through education can we hope to start acceptance. So forget what you think you know about zombies and read on to better understand our undead brethren. So the top nine list. I love it's top nine list. Um, and number nine is zombie origins. Um, and that, and then there's this great picture. You you gotta see. You gotta go to this website. Zombies originally hail from Haiti. Voodoo sorcerers or bokors from the Caribbean are believed to be able to revive the dead with magic potions, powders, and incantations. Another popular way to zombify a human is to introduce a powerful psychoactive drug into the bloodstream of the living. In both cases, the zombie in question becomes an obedient slave of the spellcaster. Still another option uh, is to turn someone into a mindless drooling drone is to sit them down in front of TBS for a few hours during a Tyler Perry marathon. (laughs) So this is sort of like not every Italian is a mobster and not every zombie is... From right. a virus, some are voodoo. Some are voodoo, exactly. Take the time to get to know. Take the time. And I'll read you one more. Number eight, zombie speed. It's another topic that we love here at the Walking Dead cast. Zombies owe a great deal of their popularity to film writer-director uh, George A. Romero, and yet they have also had to deal with his artistic depiction as a universal truth for decades. The grandfather of zombie familiarize movie-going audiences to what we zombophiles, zombophiles refer to as the slow zombie. This is not to say that there are no slow zombies, but there are also many zombies who could give Michael Vick serious competition in the 40-yard dash. See 28 Days Later. Uh, add that to the fact that some zombies don't fire out and maybe uh, don't tire out, and maybe the Philadelphia Eagles might upgrade to a different type of monster at as quarterback next season. <laughs> <laughs> and they go on. It's great. They have the list of all kinds of things. Well, uh, what are the... Yeah, just without reading the description. Zombie what are, infection, zombie intelligence, zombie hygiene, zombies have rhythm, zombie appetite, uh, zombie decapitation, and zombie death. What's the difference in how in the decapitation... You'll have to read the article and see, my friend. I'm already on to the second article. Second article is from, actually sent to me by a listener, a listener who happens to also be a friend of mine, Marcy in uh, Portland, Oregon. Hey, Marcy. She sent this to me, and it's from, um, so Marcy, the Wall Street Journal. And uh, the title of the article is, Elderly Zombies Win the Undying Loyalty of Their Fans cast of Night of the Living Dead recall their glory days. And it's a great Wall Street Journal article on uh, September 27th about how uh, the cast of uh, Night of the Living Dead um, talks about their experiences. And it's just really, really sweet. And uh, by the way, uh, this um, they base the article out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, which I have to say, I didn't know it before. Uh, I was, uh, you know, love all things Pittsburgh, man. Uh, Pittsburgh seems to be the um, center of all things zombie in the United States. Mm-hmm. Isn't that great? Yeah, that's where Romero filmed his first few films. And I think that's where, yeah, that's where the mall is that's in the original Dawn of the Dead. 
And uh, Josephine Steiner, 92, mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. She is also the oldest living ghoul from the 1968 horror classic Night of the Living Dead. It was definitely one of the highlights of my life, says Mrs. Streiner, who lives in Pittsburgh and appeared in several scenes as short-haired ghoul or zombie <laughs> walking in a nightgown with her arms stretched. Oh, there she is. That's her. You want to see her? There yeah. she is. Her arms akimbo, as we like to say. Uh, like many of the original zombies now in their 70s and 80s, Mrs. Streiner never imagined that a few minutes on a grainy black and white film would, decades later, bring her request for autographs and other trappings of near celebrity. But that's show business. To mark the film's 40th anniversary in 2008, she and the other zombies were invited to a Living Dead festival in Evans City, Pennsylvania, where the movie was filmed, and met with fans from all over the country. It went so well, they gathered again last year. One loyal movie fan came from France. (laughs) Yeah, so the article goes on, and it's just the sweetest article about how they really, really loved it, and it's just great. So that's from um, the Wall Street Journal. September 27th, go look it up. We'll maybe put a link on the website. I want to be uh, try to be a zombie in the show, The the Walking Dead, you know? Mm-hmm. I'd like to try and figure out how to do that. I bet you there's tons of people who want to do it, too, so I'm not sure. But you've had so much practice, you'd be great at it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had any practice. <laughs> I've never wow. eaten one brain. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. I want to move on? All right, let's move on to our Deadcast Top 5 this week. It's top five things that we'll do after the upcoming, fast, quickly approaching zombie apocalypse. Yep. Um, I, let's have our special guest go first. Okay, do you want me to um, go, go in any certain order? Let's go five to one, yeah. Least important to most. Or actually, I did mine like in chronological order. Yeah, so I did I sort of, yeah, I have it arranged, so I'll yeah. go with the order here. So. Right. so you figure out, something happens, and you figure out, uh-oh, yeah. something bad has just happened. <laughs> go. First, <laughs> I need guns and ammo. That's the first thing I would want to So we go, gather you up. do one, then I'll do one, then she'll do one and go around. Okay. That. Preferably a flamethrower. <laughs> Wow, Vicky. <laughs> nice. She does not mess around, man. Mine is get a butter knife. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, so that's your number one, right? Mm-hmm. So mine is, um, uh, well, I, 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 you know, the situation, it depends on how the situation is. If, like, for example, I the way I find out is a bunch of zombies are in the same room as me or something, I'm not going to have time to do the things I really want to do. But if in, <laughs> instead I hear it's on the news and I look outside and see some crap going down, I will pack pack for camping uh, and except also bring more weapons than I'd normally bring camping. And um and probably pack my Walking Dead comics. How many weapons do you normally bring? <laughs> I bring a Swiss Army knife and pots and pans. <laughs> Ooh, don't mess around with Jason, man. Bonk. <laughs> uh, my uh, first thing to do: uh, don't panic. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's one of the first things they say. Number one: don't panic. Grab your towel. Grab your towel. Exactly. Uh, My number two would be to um, put on some sort of protective clothing or suit of some kind that would protect my skin from any flying blood or exploding brains or anything like that. You know what, Vicki? You are brilliant. 
so <laughs> so David was telling me I, he was saying one of the things that he doesn't understand watching like when we were watching Dawn of the Dead he was saying I don't understand why don't they try to wear some protective gear they're in a mall mm-hmm. get a leather jacket get a nice leather jacket it'll protect you against um uh, unwanted scrapes and scratches and bites mm-hmm. and then a motorcycle helmet that's because they're, so they're doing the five things that would make for a good zombie movie. <laughs> so like if that was me, if I was like, okay, the top five things I do after the zombie apocalypse and I'm in a movie, the first one would be find a sex partner. Right. <laughs> Get my push-up bra on. Yes. Yeah, I guess that would be it. <laughs> so wait, you just need to, okay, it's my turn, right? Mm-hmm. Um I'm in San Francisco, so I would probably want to get out of here since there's a large concentration of potential zombies here. Ah. So I'd pack up my car and with all these camping good, you know, things, and I and, and my wife, and uh, <laughs> I'd probably I was thinking where would I go? Maybe the Sierra Nevadas because it gets cold in there in the winter. That's the nearest place, and cold weather tends to slow them down. Um, yeah, so I'd get in the car and get out. Clever. And I do my number three at the same time as I'm doing this one, but I'll wait my turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, my ne- next one, my number um, number two on the list is um, weapon up. So mm. grab my my weapons, whatever I happen. See, you know, the thing is, I don't actually have any weapons. Uh, Vicky has a th- flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, evidently, <laughs> I have an extra if you'd like to borrow. Okay, number two, go to Vicky's house. <laughs> To get weapons. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, wait. Now, how would you do it, though? You, I mean, really? Uh, you know, honestly, um, David is, uh, he's in sports, and um, he has a lot of baseball bats. Hockey sticks. Yes. He, he doesn't have any hockey sticks, <laughs> oddly, but we have so many baseball bats laying around. It's unbelievable. So, you cool. know, baseball bats. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Okay, the next thing I would do um, is to gather up food and water um, supplies for the long winter. I didn't have that on my list. I'm in trouble. You're smart. <laughs> I tell you. So my number three is keep keep an eye out for people to gather into my group. Um, I try to call friends that are relatively nearby, but I probably wouldn't be able to get a hold of them. I try. But I'd also, more importantly, just I'll keep keep a lookout as I'm traveling to um, find people that I can bring. Because I think it would be better to travel in a group. Yep. And as I was writing this, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty much what they do in the zombie movies. Right. They get the weapons. They all group together. They do what I'm going to say next. And they kill each other. Oh, I didn't put that on my list. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my list seems really lame now. <laughs> my, <laughs> my number three is grab sensible shoes. <laughs> That's well, good. It bugged me. You that- need that. You're in. Have you ever seen Die Hard? He mm-hmm. was. He 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 went around barefoot the whole time. Doesn't that bug you? Yeah that that was part of the whole plot of the movie. He had to walk across all this broken glass and stuff. Yeah. He was hating life. Right. Sensible shoes. And in Dawn of the Dead, she was barefoot for a long time. And she was walking through things. And I mean, she didn't have time to grab shoes, but it was like, get shoes. You're in a mall now. Get sensible shoes. <laughs> Vicky? Sounds good to me. Um, my next one, Jason kind of mentioned, I would want at least one companion to be with me. Um, I think it, um, having at least one other person, if you're trying to sleep, you have somebody awake watching out. 
for both of you. Excellent. What if you had a, a dog? Would you make sure to protect the dog? Make that a high priority? I would definitely bring the dog. <laughs> dogs are handy and zombies don't like them ah good to know or they often they ignore them often they ignore them mm. which is which can be handy yes as we saw in yes. dawn of the dead yes um let's see now my number my second to last is build a society somewhere i kind of went granular and then this is kind of a big one <laughs> but find a place that can be fortified try to make a life thinking about this now i kind of get why zombie movies are all the same but um yeah, I just try to find a place where we can, where this group of people that I've gathered can hole up and fortify it. Folsom Prison on the way to the city. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I almost put that, find a prison. <laughs> it's on the way to Tahoe. Um, screw gas mileage, find an SUV, hopefully an old school Humvee. Something armored. <laughs> like my car, they'd get right into my car. <laughs> but but something nice and, and armored with with really good tires. And a full guessing. Uh, that kind of goes with my next um, thing that I have here, too. Uh, basically, get out of Dodge. You want to go somewhere where it's secluded and not a lot of people around. So I would take all the things I mentioned earlier and get the heck out. Nice. Get out of Dodge. Okay, my number one thing that I do in the zombie apocalypse is try to have fun with it. <laughs> try to have a good time yeah once things are settled i'd want to venture out for supplies and and i'd try to you know be like glenn be brave in going out and venturing among the zombies testing what works and what doesn't rather than being one of those people that just holds up and tries to get everybody else to do it for them and and, and you know try to get a good facility with how to deal with the zombie so they don't seem like such a threat and then um you know, once I feel feel more comfortable with things, know how to go out and get supplies and stuff like that, then I try to bring back some of the things that I liked about my life, like playing games and you know having that's all gone. a romance and maybe start a podcast or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my last one is um, go rescue loved ones, but it's really funny when um, when David saw this, he said, "Go rescue loved ones." How well does that work out in zombie movies? <laughs> He's right. So, so who's on your list? Parents? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, theoretically, I'm with David, so we'll go, we'll go get our families. And, um, and, and that will probably die in the process. <laughs> <laughs> so number one is die. <laughs> Looking at our list, I'm seeing who has a better plan. I think you're both living and I'm definitely zombie food. You're running from me is basically what's going to happen. Most people die. Yeah, they probably do. Uh, actually, everyone dies. But anyway, um, so that's it, huh? Yeah, All that's right. it. Let's move on to our listener moans, groans, and grunts. Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I we got uh, this great um, uh, comment on the form for geeks that we're a part of, and I forgot to read it last week. It's from this guy who goes by Vindicator, and he was commenting on our um, interview with Charlie Adler. Would you read it? It's right there. Sure. Vindicator. Okay. Nice interview. And he lives like 30 minutes from me. That's pretty cool. Oh, that's so great. I love how he has a real passion uh, for art and comics. It shows um, It shows in his work. 
I think in every episode, something to do with England has come up. For example, a newspaper article, random talk, or a British creator. I would love to hear uh, your English accents. Maybe an English zombie impression. Go for it. Uh, you first. Brains. <laughs> <laughs> Vicky? I, want bro- I can't do it. <laughs> Oi. Some brains. Right. Brains over here. <laughs> that's, that's, that's so bad, lame. I know. We'll, uh, we'll send mine via uh, email as an MP3. Um, can't wait for the next episode. And Karen has a bloody good laugh. Bloody oh, good. it's lovely. <laughs> thanks vindicator yeah oh yeah and i wanted to also remind everyone that we love haikus no one's been uh, adventurous enough to leave us a haiku uh review on itunes yet but i i know it's gonna happen because i know some of you are really creative <laughs> <laughs> can you phrase that in the form of a haiku jason <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on the website okay. <laughs> uh okay so we got some calls too I'll just go through them. Here's call number one. Hi, this is Scott from North Carolina, and I was just calling to say, uh, first of all, I love you guys' show. It's great. I'm a huge Walking Dead fan. But I had a question for you. Um, The Walking Dead TV show seems to be, um, I guess it's taking a more divergent path. It's kind of going away from the the comic book itself, or at least it's, it's open to that aspect. And it seems like the fan base is really embracing that as opposed to when you see uh, a regular comic book adaptation in a movie or something uh, where you get a superhero comic book adaptation and you have all the fans that uh, are screaming and kicking and, and saying how it didn't follow the true nature of the book and everything. And I was just wondering what you guys thought was the reasoning behind the Walking Dead fan base embracing this uh, different path and your regular comic book character fan base um, really not so much doing that. So, thanks. Bye. So, um, what do you think about that? I don't know how the show's going to go yet. <laughs> well, uh, okay, so he's asking, you know, in most, like, if they do a Superman movie yeah. and they make Superman, you know, wear black or something. Or they right. did Punisher. Uh, he didn't have a skull on his chest and everybody flipped out, you know. And, I, and, I, and you know, everybody liked Sam Raimi's Spider-Man because he stayed true to the spirit of the character and had a lot of... But then he had these organic web shooters. Yeah. And that's not, like, the comic. And some people were upset by that. But for... Walking Dead, people are like kind of excited that it's going to be different. I think that's a deep question. I think one reason is that it, we've all uh, the fans have read the comic and and it's you know this one story. It's not it, you know it's compared to most uh, comics, it's it, it's uh, shorter. And so if we watch the show, we'll feel like. We've already seen it because we've read it. Although, on the other hand, it's the same thing with like Spider-Man. You've already seen him get bit by the radioactive spider in the comic book. Um, the short answer is I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make sense in, a, in, in some weird way. I mean, one reason also I think is because the characters are so iconic and we feel like we own these characters and we want them to be introduced to a wider public. Like I'm speaking as a comic fan now that I want everybody else yeah. to get oh, how cool Spider-Man is. But if they don't do it right, then then it's not gonna work but this is a a, this is different it's more like i just want this to be cool for me i i think everybody 
zombies are already big. You know, we don't need to introduce the concept of zombies to the world in exactly the way Kirkman has intended. But um, we want to see a story that has some surprises for us, too. That's That's part of it, but I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let's go to call number two. Hi, this is Scott calling from North Carolina again. I just wanted to call and ask you a couple questions. Uh, well, I'm listening to the show right now, and uh, I'm listening to several episodes in a row. So this might have been addressed already, and I just haven't gotten to it yet. But I didn't want to forget about my question. So here it is. There's two questions, actually. The first one is, do you guys have a zombie apocalypse plan? Like, if there were to be a zombie apocalypse, have you thought out what you would do to try and survive, where you would try and hold up? whatever your plan entails. And two, in zombie movies or comic books or any medium, really, do you prefer your zombies to be fast or slow and lumbering? And that's my questions. Those are my questions. Thanks. Bye. Sensible shoes. (laughs) (laughs) We have plans. Some of us have better plans than others. Let's just leave it at that. I like uh, slow better, but I like when they mix it up sometimes and do fast because it's more urgent and, and some, you know, in some ways scarier. What about you? Yeah. Um, I, um, I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. I like my zombies slow and lumbering. Um, I like zombie classic, but I also like a uh, new zombie too. Um, you know, so I loved, I love the, zo- the zombies um, in um, Dawn of the Dead. Um, what, about you, what about you? I prefer slow also. Um, gives me more time to think of how I'm going to avoid them and get away. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. guess. Yeah, definitely if they're like... Yeah, if we have a choice <laughs> during the apocalypse, we'd choose slow. I'd choose slow and friendly. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to come up and kiss us. Yeah. <laughs> kiss you on the forehead. All right, one more call. This is uh, This is a great call. This is the call we've been waiting for. A zombie finally came in. (laughs) I'm always impressed that they can work the buttons on their phone. Good job. (laughs) Good zombie. Well done. So uh, that's all the listener reactions for this week. Okay, that's the show for this week, episode nine. Yay. Um, I want to uh, remind everyone that we are proud members of the Walking Dead podcast network at forumforgeeks.com. So uh, go there if you want to hear, you know, learn more about other Walking Dead podcasts. I think there's three other ones there now. And uh, they're all they all have a different kind of flavor. So you can hear you can the, the, the one that the guy who invited us into that, Jordan, he's from Walking Dead TV podcast. And uh, they're um really hardcore into it so it's cool um one guy on there is from texas and when he was talking about how zombies move he said they mosey (laughs) (laughs) that's perfect that's perfect (laughs) so i want to thank all the contest entrants that was really cool loved loved hearing the zombie noises i want to thank uh karen for coming over as usual and vicky thanks for sitting in with us that was cool um all the listeners who called in and emailed, thanks a lot. We really like getting your feedback. 
and everybody who listened. Thank um, you. And if you want to call in, uh, you can easily get a hold of us. Uh, you can email us at brains at walkingdeadcast.com. No V at the beginning, just brains at walkingdeadcast.com. Call us at 650-485-DEAD. That's 650-485-3323. You can check out our website and leave comments at walkingdeadcast.com. And you can go to twitter.com slash Jason and Karen or go to Facebook and search for Walking Deadcast. Uh, next episode is our last episode before the show airs. So um, finally going to get to see the dang show. Uh, <laughs> so in honor of that, we're going to talk about the five things that we're looking forward to seeing in the show. Um, we're going to have a bunch of guests. We're going to have the two guys from the Talking Dead podcast. And we're going to have Karen's fiance, David, on the show. Woo-hoo. So it's going to be a big show. And there's probably going to be spoilers uh, because we're going to be talking about the five things that we're looking forward to seeing. And I assume some people are going to be looking forward to seeing some specific things that are in the comic. But we'll warn you. Yeah, we'll warn you. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening. Don't Don't get get bited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ba, 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 ba. Say ba 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 ba. Mana lavaza.